All right, we're live for another exciting episode on the inaugural launch of Nonprofits Radio, which is a, a platform we've been passionate about launching for quite some time here at the Pro Business Channel. We felt like uh, early on we wanted to give back to uh, our mission and what we're doing. So we're excited about, obviously, our brand what we're doing. Half a million downloads in our first year as an emerging brand. Uh, we're now syndicated on 30 syndicated platforms. We're um, top 5% in the world, yada, yada. But the idea is... It, with this audience, why not do something to give back to nonprofits, the community-based? I mean, no offense to these large global entities, but we want to focus on what's happening in our neighborhood and our backyard, right, and help tell their story. So uh, we took the initiative and launched our, our the own uh, podcast called Nonprofits Radio. And so this is the first day in tandem with um, Giving Tuesday. And having said that, we have a great uh, guest here joining us in the studio um, He's the president and CEO of the Atlanta Community Food Bank, uh, Kyle Wade. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, before we get into uh, the day-to-day operations, let's hear a little bit about yourself. What's your background and uh, how did you come into uh, the food bank? Sure. So uh, not that com- uh, interesting a story. But, <laughs> we'll find uh, out. We'll know, be the judge I'll, of that. I'll, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just say I'm a public school kid from uh, Mississippi and uh, kind of grew up around a lot of other kids who I played sports with and, and hung out with, uh, who came from backgrounds and families uh, who didn't have a lot growing up. Uh, and uh, that kind of experience informed a, a lot about um, uh, what I saw as major opportunities to help provide better support uh, for kids uh, uh, growing up in our country. I, I've had a lot of great opportunities myself in life uh, in terms of education and Uh, In my career path, I've worked in a variety of nonprofits like Teach for America. I helped start an organization called Charity Navigator. Yeah, I saw uh, that on their profile. uh, Which is a a great organization that evaluates the financial health of nonprofits all over the country. I was employee number two of that organization. Um, And then I've also had some corporate experience. I've worked uh, with uh, the Home Depot here in Atlanta uh, for about seven years. But, you know, the food bank was a great opportunity for me to kind of combine an interest in uh, increasing opportunities for uh, low and moderate income families, kind of relating back to that experience as a kid growing up in Mississippi, along with uh, some of the business experience that I picked up at Teach for America and Home Depot, uh, and use it to a really positive impact. Now, I noticed, Kyle, that you've uh, kind of progressed through the food bank because you've been in a couple of positions there over the years. Yeah, I've been with the food bank now about six years. I, I ran our operational uh, side of the business for about three years. Uh, and then when our founder, Bill Bowling, retired, I took over for him about three years ago. Right. Well, now y'all, y'all produce, y'all, y'all move or you retransmit or collect and distribute a whole lot of food. So give us some of the background stuff that you've been working on there and what, what it means to the Georgia community. 14 million pounds, according to our show notes here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just of produce, I think. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is one of the largest hunger relief organizations in the Southeast. We serve 29 counties across Metro Atlanta and North Georgia. Uh, in that uh, region, we support a network of about 700 partner organizations. Wow, wow. Many of them are nonprofit uh, churches or other uh, community based organizations. Uh, and through that network, uh, this past year, we distributed the equivalent of uh, about 61.5 million meals Whoa. to 750,000 people. Uh, so it's a, a big enterprise. We engage a lot of volunteers, a lot of donors, uh, a lot of food sourcing partners uh, that connect uh, people in need with the food they need for their families. Well, it's interesting numbers when you, I guess, if you move that decimal point around a little bit, that, that just means that 
you provided a whole bunch of Georgia people as much as 100 meals a, a year over the course of the year? Yeah, I mean, the average wow. is just a little shy of 100 meals uh, per person in need that we uh, provide. That uh, is a for, tremendous gift to uh, some communities as well as some people. You know, need is really uh, significant in our community. I mean, we're in, we're sitting here in a, a really beautiful, thriving part of uh, not only our region, but our nation. Right. Um, just tremendous economic progress that we're making, uh, and many people are benefiting from that. Right. Uh, there are, however, a lot of people who have not benefited as much and that are continuing to uh, try to make all the ends meet in their lives. Sure. Um, and we're there to help them out, you know, as, as people deal with the ongoing increases in costs around health care and child care and education and transportation and housing. And just life. And life. <laughs> uh, you know, we're there to uh, help people navigate some of that and give them a little bit extra uh, bandwidth and resources uh, to meet all their family's needs. Well, I think you just give them an hour of a Sprite not having to worry about their next meal. And it might be something a little different than they had last hour. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think sometimes people don't always understand who we serve at the food bank. Um, Yeah. What is that, some of those uh, misconceptions? Well, I think when people think of the food bank, you know, they might commonly think of the homeless population, which is an important population that we do serve. But it's a really small fraction of the total people that we serve. So I, I think the prototypical client might be... A, a household with a single parent and a couple of kids uh, who's working a, you know, a lower wage kind of hourly job uh, that is just doing everything they can to provide for those kids. But they're kind of on the bubble, right? The, the, the uses exceed their sources you yeah. know, in terms of their budget. And so we're helping them close that gap. They're, we also serve a lot of seniors. You know, uh, folks who are on uh, really limited fixed incomes and uh, who often uh, are having to skip meals to make it sure. through the month. And uh, we serve disabled folks. We serve veterans. You know, we, we serve a wide variety wow. of folks. And geographically, yeah, you talk know, to us about that. it's not just in sort of the urban core uh-huh. or out in the far rural communities. <laughs> it's everything in between. Yeah. I mean, the fastest growing area for poverty and food insecurity over the last decade has been in the suburbs. Yeah. Really? Places like Cobb County and Gwinnett County have seen just huge increases in populations in need. What do you attribute that to? <clears throat> well, I, I think the recession had a lot to do with it. Um, uh, there have been changes in public housing policy right. in the urban core that kind of uh, forced some migration of people out into the suburbs. And, uh, and then as the recession happened, it really kind of trapped people. Yeah. In, in places well, where they were stuck without jobs or transportation. Since, since 2005 with Katrina, you know, Atlanta's been always joked as a, people come here during good times and bad times, most of them stay. That's, and and exactly some people right. have chosen Atlanta to make their home and, and try to restart their careers or their lives or their families. Yeah. And so just demographically, you know, the, some of our suburban counties are just much different than they used to be. And, um, and so the social safety net that helps to support right. – um, the needs of the community have not has not grown as quickly. Or there's holes and gaps in there, right? Well, yeah, the, the, and and we're trying to uh, work very quickly to uh, address that. In Gwinnett County, you know, we have more than quadrupled the amount of food we distribute in Gwinnett wow. County in about six years. Wow, jeez. Um, so, how do you uh, uh, achieve those? Uh, insurmountable obstacles, you know, in going from that increase in food? I mean, where does that come from? Corporate sponsorship? Or what's kind of your business model to make that happen? 
Yeah, so uh, we get food from a variety of sources. A lot of it comes from um, uh, big companies, right. you know, manufacturers and distributors of food. They have uh, excess and waste in their supply right. chain, and we've become very uh, skillful over the years at kind of finding those gaps in the supply chain and, and capitalizing on it. Right. Um, so we get a lot of food through that source. We get food from farmers. You know, there's a tremendous amount of produce that's overproduced in our in our uh, country. Part of that is just the nature of farming. Yeah, they can't anticipate, um, you know, the crop. Yeah, it's just hard to to ex- exactly right. produce yeah, right. what you need. And <laughs> so there's always going to be surplus. And we've gotten a lot better at handling surplus produce. Uh, we've gotten uh, much better at um, uh, sort of uh, tapping into the excess on the other side of the supply chain with restaurants and um, uh, cafeterias and, and uh, event uh, spaces. Right. Uh, and then just everything in between, we're just finding ways to get more of that product. We also have uh, increased our sourcing of federal commodities. Really? Um, you know, so we get product through the uh, Department of Agriculture. USDA, yeah. Um, uh, kind of that helps connect people to that food. <coughs> and, um, and then the key to that is being able to move it faster. So sure. um, we've really invested in our outbound distribution network so that we can get product to where people are as quickly as possible. So yeah, what does that operation look like uh, on a daily basis, you know, from um, from when you receive the food till it's delivered? Yeah, so we've got about 20 trucks on the road every day that are wow. our own trucks. Uh, we have trucks coming into the food bank that are uh, outside carriers that are bringing food to us. Uh, you know, we really act as a sort of the central dis- uh, collection point. Right. Uh, for food donations in the community, and then we can get it out to a, a distributed network. Uh, and so, um, you know, we're moving about 300,000 pounds of food a day. That was my next question, yeah, because we talked um, about the overall numbers, but 300,000. 300,000 pounds a day, you know, if you were wow. to fill up uh, a tractor trailer, right, that's about 40,000 40, pounds. Yeah. So it's it's seven, seven and plus. a half full tractor trailer loads of product a day that we're moving. Now it's on many smaller sure, yeah. trucks and smaller quantities, uh, but that's the if you were to line it up, that's the amount of food that we're moving. <laughs> now you mentioned corporate involvement. Obviously, our middle name is business. Uh, most of our audience are business uh, owners and founders and so forth. Um, what's the play there in terms of uh, corporate? Is it tax incentives or um, you know give back or what's what's their yeah, well, incentivizes we, them to take action or be involved? I think we really learned early in our history that for this to work, we have to provide kind of a win-win business solution for a business partner. We couldn't right. just come up and to right, the grocery yeah. store and say, hey, man, you ought to give us food <laughs> right. because that's what you ought to do. Right. The, you know, we end up leaving there empty-handed. Right. Uh, it's I not think, a good sales pitch. No, the good sales <laughs> pitch is we show up and say, hey, you've got excess product that right now you're just kind of throwing in the trash can because uh, you don't know what to do with it. We can solve that inventory problem for you. You know, we can take that really good product right. that is still good for somebody uh, and redeploy it. Uh, it saves you on your waste bill. It saves right. you on some of your inventory challenges. You get a tax credit right. uh, benefit deduction um, as part of that donation. Uh, and we give you visibility on the inventory yeah. um, that you're donating And to within us. the community, I mean, that's that's beyond the win-win. And we give you a brand right, advantage, yeah. too, by the, being a partner with us. culture. So yeah. on, on that, along that vein, 
Um, so is one of the misperceptions also this idea of uh, companies that say, we want to raise our hand, we'd like to be involved and donate, but for legal reasons, uh, there could be issues or... Um, uh, absolutely. There's so a, how do you answer that question? I mean, there's a good Samaritan law right. that's been uh, passed and is really, uh, you know, very protective of companies' involvements with us. Obviously, we go to great lengths to ensure that... Um, you know, the food that we distribute won't hurt people. Uh, and we have very high uh, standards for ourselves uh, using third-party party auditors right. around uh, food safety right. uh, and other kind of um, uh, best practices around food distribution. Uh, but that said, the companies that donate to us are um, uh, kind of inoculated against that kind of right. uh, liability. Yeah, because what I know about the Good Samaritan Law is that it really is that blanket and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the gist of it is, unless that organization is going out of their way to, um, to cause issues with that, uh, through that channel, um, then basically they're covered, right? I mean, it's, it's a good faith kind yeah. of, you know, if you're, if you're doing things in good faith and you can demonstrate that, you're going to be... You're going to win, yeah. You're going to be fine, you know, and uh, I, I think the law is very protective. So talk to us about this... Um, um, you know, your other partnerships, um, it, what's on the horizon or what's next or anything new cooking or, uh, you know, and is it in terms of the footprint you mentioned beyond um, Metro Atlanta, the suburban areas, is is there a play to other markets or anything? Or um, Well, you, you go north, I know that already, and you, you work statewide through other agencies to help them learn and, and do better. But That's right. I mean, we're part of a national network called Feeding America, and there are about 200 food banks across the country. Collectively, we serve every county in the country. Um, and in Georgia, uh, there are about seven other food banks outside of the Atlanta Community Food Bank uh, that ensure we serve every county in Georgia. Uh, at the current time, we're not uh, really looking to expand our geographic footprint. Right. I think there's a lot of growth for us within the 29 counties we serve right now. Um, the way we're going to get to that uh, is certainly how do we expand our sourcing of food and do more of that um, uh, sourcing. There's a lot of additional food that we're not tapping into yet today. Uh, we've got to move it faster and invest in our organizational capacity to handle more food. Uh, we have to invest in our distribution network, uh, the partners that get food from us. Uh, we're making investments in their capacity. We're finding new partners who can get more food from us. Uh, and finding ways for those partners to serve more food more frequently to more people. Uh, and we're building new partnerships uh, with, uh, in particular, child nutrition has become a big focus for us. And we're partnering with more schools now than we ever have. Uh, yeah, how, how we're in that, about how, 80 schools across uh, uh, metro Atlanta, uh, including, you know, some of the uh, exurban counties like uh, Cherokee County, more, right. um, farther flung counties like Floyd County, uh, where we are distributing food on school sites and are also partnering programmatically with those schools to, to help uh, kids and families. Now, being in that case, does the county ask you to come in and help out with their school system, or how do, how do you get there? So we often approach school districts or individual schools and say, hey, look, we know that among the many other things you're trying to solve for in your school community – Food insecurity is one right. of those problems. Uh, we've got a solution. Uh, we're, we can um, uh, provide resources to you to help solve that solution. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think schools are dealing with a lot of challenges. Yeah. 
Um, uh, we come to them with bandwidth and capacity so that we're not trying to make their job harder. We're trying to solve a problem for them. And speaking of problems, as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong again, but the um, one of the premises of uh, there's a certain sector and a you know larger sector now where those families or their kids, their main meals are, are happening at school. And when they come to the summer break, the meals aren't there. Right. Right. Do you help augment that? Or, um, we have a variety of partnerships around summer feeding that we right. work on. Okay. Um, and it's a really important part of, uh, of the year for families with kids. Um, you know, it's just that's an, another one to two meals a day that those families now have to provide that they were relying upon from the school yeah. system. So um, there are many great providers of summer meals. We partner with our state association, with the Department of Education, with the Department of Early Care and Learning here in Georgia. Uh, to really shine a spotlight on where kids can um, uh, access summer meals during the summer right. uh, to help make that food more accessible. So a couple more questions. We're going to uh, wrap it up here in a minute. But I definitely want to talk about um, you know how people can uh, take action, how they can help you, right? right? How people can get involved beyond maybe volunteering and from the, from the corporate level, government level, what have you. But before we do that, uh, talk for a minute again about this, um, what you developed um, for uh, helping launch that charity navigator you mentioned at the top of the show. What, what does that look like for nonprofits? So charity navigator, uh, you know, it's ironic that I <laughs> helped start that organization. And now uh, the organization I lead today is evaluated by charity navigator. <laughs> right. wow. It feels a little, that's, that's odd. Yeah. a little weird. Right. But, um, um, <laughs> so you're a lot of self-talk going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm mad at my former right. self. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You're, but still, the, you're still going for A's. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the great news is that the Atlanta community food bank has earned a four star rating from charity navigator, which wow. is the highest rating, uh, charity Nav- charity navigator awards uh, for eight consecutive years. Wow! Congratulations! And we're one of only three percent of the organizations that they evaluate that have earned a four star rating for that many years in a row. Right. So we are in select company. Uh, we believe that at the Atlanta Community Food Bank, we are the uh, about the best. Uh, deal in town when it comes to charitable giving. Right, yeah. When you uh, donate <laughs> to us, for the buck. you can uh, rest assured you're going to get great value out of that investment. For every uh, dollar you donate, uh, w- that will help us provide up to four meals right. to people in need. And uh, today, Giving Tuesday, uh, when people give to us because of a match from a great partner, Medlytics, okay. a company up in Roswell, um, uh, they are matching uh gifts made to us through Giving Tuesday. Wow. Uh, and in effect, that means that when you give us a dollar, it's helping us provide up to eight meals. Oh, okay. gotcha, yeah. Because they're doubling the uh, value of your contribution. So um, we're a great investment. Uh, we provide great return on investment for a donor. And today, in, in particular, you get a for great return. Hashtag Giving Tuesday, yeah. Right. Um, okay, so um, one of the last questions I have in mind is um, beyond you know what's next, what about events th- throughout the year? Because we we all know about like Thanksgiving events that take place, you know, right. across America. But are there any signature events throughout the year that you guys are kind of spearheading? Or um, I mean, every day is good a great question. It looks like a good yes or yes. Good yeah. question. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think we say all the time that every day is a great day at the food bank. Okay. There's always a, a a way to get involved. Uh, we have volunteer shifts uh, throughout the year. We have uh, events going on throughout the year. In particular, some of the great events. Uh, include um, our Hunger Walk, uh, which is a 5K run walk that we do 
um, uh, uh, every year. When does uh, that typically take place? Uh, it, it'll be in the spring. Okay. We're going to uh, announce that publicly here soon. And, and uh, no uh, scoop today. You're not giving us a scoop yet. <laughs> uh, not not yet. We're almost ready, but uh, not quite. But it's going to be an exciting event at a great location. Uh, and it's just a really beloved event. About thirteen thousand people show up uh, to help us raise a million dollars uh, to support hunger wow. relief efforts throughout our community. Uh, it involves partnerships with a variety of um, uh, organizations in the faith community from multiple denominations, religions. Um, so it's a great, great uh, uh, event to get involved in. You can get involved in our uh, golf tournament. You can get involved in um, uh, a variety of sort of cooking um, uh, classes that we make available. As I said, you can volunteer. And, and the way to plug in is go to AC fb.org <laughs> our website and you'll find a way to get involved there's there's there are multiple multiple ways well so in the process of getting the volunteers and folks and, and people can sign up and help in a number of different ways so ever how much time they have they can do everything from do some food assemblage to probably do some pr or they can just go out and walk five miles right there there's no shortage of ways to get involved as a kid as a parent as a grandparent uh, you can find a way to make a difference. The food bank's a portal to make an impact. And, and so come to us, and we'll help you get engaged. And you mentioned uh, that beloved experience or event. So um, talk to us uh, as we're closing things out here about uh, the founder, Bill Bolins, people that don't know the story, the, the origins, and uh, why uh, he decided to take, take action on this and create it. You know, I think... Uh, um, it's hard for me to tell Bill's story uh, as well as he can, but, um, you know, Bill was just a, a guy who really cared about his community. I mean, he's a street preacher is the way he would describe it. That's what he was. And he just found his way to St. Luke's Episcopal Church over on Peachtree Street, kind of in the late 70s, uh, mid-70s, late 70s, and uh, uh, was involved in the soup kitchen there, and uh, he found his calling in life. He was making soup. Right. Uh, he was really excited about that, and um, but that led him to the insight that hey, there are a lot of churches in town, yeah. and more of them would feed people if they had access to food. Right. So if you had somebody that was working full time on getting the food and increasing access to food, we could feed a lot more folks. And I think Bill was one of several people around the country in that period of time who had a similar insight. Uh, and he kind of established the food bank in the basement of St. Luke's Church. Um, within that first year, they uh, collected and distributed about 15,000 pounds of food. And then now, today, Fast forward, yeah. we're, this year it'll be 75 million pounds That's of food. That's insane. It's just insane. So it, just a, like every other great idea, right, just a little insight, just kind of blows up and, and to amazing That's exponential growth in only yeah. 50 years right and, and, and taking action on that right yeah i mean 40 years later here we are so well yeah we had the honor as i mentioned uh uh as he i think the year or so he was retiring or, or close to we had him in our buckhead studio it's just it's just you can his passion um uh, you could hear it and see it and it's just amazing his story that he, that he did so all right so um so uh, how would folks take action what's your best sales pitch to um for them to get involved or, uh, you know, be involved? Look, it's easy to get involved. I think the, I think the barrier is just knowing kind of where to start and, and why it's important. Um, you know, I, I see clients all the time out in the community, uh, people who are uh, 
uh, getting food from our pantry network. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, these are, these are your neighbors. These are our neighbors. Right. Um, uh, their moms, you know, I, I met a lady the other day at a pantry out in Cobb County. Uh, she works at a school cafeteria feeding other people's kids and she needs help feeding her own kids. She had her two kids there with her at wow. the pantry. You know, I see seniors, you know, folks who have spent their whole life working and they've gotten to the sort of end of their time and, um, and they don't have enough resources for themselves now and they need help, uh, getting food. Uh, I see kids, I see all sorts of folks, and they all need our help. Um, These are not uh, some other people, some other kids. These are our kids, our neighbors, our communities, and we can all make a difference. You can start uh, by going to acfb.org. We will help you get connected with a way to get involved uh, financially or with sweat equity, uh, and you can make a difference. And and we all have to do that if we're going to turn this around and uh, end hunger in our community. Yeah, which is your uh, long-term vision and mission, right? Well, here we so, are at Pound Sign Giving Tuesday again, right? Yep. Yeah, we, we had a great show. Uh, we want to thank you, uh, Cal, for being with us today and sharing some more about the Atlanta Community Food Bank with us. And, gosh, the breadth and reach that you have and the, and the pure poundage that you've put out is absolutely <laughs> astounding to know yep. that, that you've, uh, you save a lot of time in the communities because uh, now, the, now the volunteers can spend more time delivering the product than having to create the product. And you're doing a great job in that, Rand. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Rich Casanova, on behalf of Michael Moore, once again, Kyle, thanks for being on uh, the inaugural day episode of Nonprofits Radio.